Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine a year where that's not a movie. This is a piece of shit. Oh, what, what fandinkum year is that, Zach? <laughs> oh, fandinkum. The year is 2001. One, 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 one. Welcome to Oldie Buddy Goody, the podcast reviewing movies from the year 2001 in the order they came out in. My name is Sundro, and as always, I'm joined by Zach. Crikey, mate. What a, what a cracking movie we just watched, eh? This this week, we're reviewing a movie, uh, Crocodile Dundee 3, he's in Los Angeles now. And, um, mm. Zach, how many times did you laugh during this movie? That's something we've been doing with comedies this year. Pro- pro- probably, uh, less than ideal, but more than I'd like to admit. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't laugh a single time. Oh, <laughs> And it became, it became almost like a challenge when I noticed, hey, I haven't laughed yet halfway through the movie. It became a challenge to try and keep as stern a face as possible. I smiled. Mm. I smiled, but I, that, I, I, I only smiled because the monkey was very cute. I'd like to stay in my Australian voice for some of this, but this is definitely the least Australian <laughs> movie of the three. There was barely any Australia in this movie. Oh, yeah, because you picked this, and because it's a sequel, the finale of a trilogy, you watched the first two movies from the 80s. I absolutely did. Uh, This week, I absolutely did. I watched the first, Crocodile Dundee, and the second one. Mm -hmm. And they were very Australian, mate. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. In a good way? They're good? They're good stuff? Oh, mate. Uh... (laughs) They were good. They were good. Look, the first one's pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. But the genre is different in all three movies. What what does that mean? (laughs) What are the genres? Well, 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 what what is the genre of this movie, Sandro? It's like if Beverly Hills Cop was was a fish out of water and he's from Australia. Right. That's what this movie is. But if you were if you were to put it in a category, where where would you slap this in the in the DVD aisle? Right. Where would you where would you put this? Like action drama. It's like a crime comedy. Yeah, yeah. You put it in the kids section. You put it in the kids section. I mean, you could say this is a kids movie. Yeah, <laughs> the baby section. <laughs> Whereas the second movie. Hmm. Is is an action. The second one's an action. Okay. Yeah, it's more of an action film because the wife gets kidnapped. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the first one then? 
The first one is a fish out of water, like fun, fun little drama comedy. And you know what? It's pretty great. All right, all right. It's a, pre- it's a fun time, you know. Some some guy in New York comes up and tries to mug him with a knife. Ah, and yeah. And then he says, "That's not that's a, knife. a knife. This is a knife." And the muggers run off. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's pretty great." But yeah, Zach, you picked this movie. You had a bunch of other options that came out this week back in 2001. You had the body in which Antonio Banderas is a priest. He's sent to investigate the supposed finding of Jesus's body. Oh. Yep. Interesting. Uh, the center of the world, a millionaire, hires a stripper to stay with him in Las Vegas for three days. Wow, that sounds so exciting. I'm so excited for that movie. <laughs> Oh, you know what else is exciting? The Luzhen Defense uh, Chess Grandmaster meets a young woman at a tournament in Italy. I hope she's over 18. Oof. Uh, (laughs) I was about to say, though chess is a big thing, you got the Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit was great. Personally, I prefer the board game that's based off the Queen's Gambit. Wow. I prefer Uh, that, yeah. I prefer the book. And you also had Freddy Got Fingered, a uh, surreal uh, abstract comedy about a guy who wants to become a cartoonist, and he's also got a real mean dad. I wanted to watch it, because I've heard I've heard either the most negative things in the world or the most positive things in the world about that movie. Oh, okay. So I really wanted to watch it, Interesting. but I didn't get time. So maybe Patreon. Who knows? I'll just watch it during the week. Who knows? Look, I haven't read The Queen's Gambit, but I have read... Like some some books on on moves and other mm, things. Yeah, you would do. So that. I'm just saying, I can't say I've read the Queen's Gambit, but I can say I read the Manual for Chess. <laughs> uh, this movie was released April 18th. It did open a week earlier in Aust- in Australia, though. But we go by the American release date. We go by the American release date, so we're doing it this week, not last week. Uh, it's directed by Simon Winsor. Now, Zach, we've already done one of his films this year. He directed Crossfire Trail. Oh, Crossfire Trail. Hey, that was okay, if I remember. It was fine. I think the episode's pretty fun, though. Episode 159, if you want to check it out. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. What was Crossfire Trail about? It was Tom Selleck and his mustache of cowboys. Oh, yeah, that was a movie. (laughs) It was about as average as I feel like Crocodile Dundee 3 would be, Mm. except... That this movie was also bad. <laughs> Oof. He's also the director of the classic family film Free Willy as well. Uh, now, uh, this movie, it's written by Eric Adams and Matthew Berry. Matthew Berry went on to become a sports analyst, podcaster, and TV personality. He had a cameo in Avengers Endgame. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some big star power right there. One notable exception from the writers in the first two... It's written by Crocodile Dundee himself, Paul Hogan. This movie is not written by Crocodile Dundee himself, Paul Hogan. (laughs) Ah, so the the other two movies were written by Paul Hogan. Yeah, yeah, they were. Wow, that's really, that's really quite good. Yeah, I know that he's, um, he was a comedian Mm. and he's done uh, quite a bit of like stand-up and other things like that. So Yeah, he he had a sketch show for about 12 years, I think. Yeah, yeah. And the original character of Dundee was one of these sketches. Yes. That he used to do. And so that's why he's he's actually quite good at it. 
Uh, you wouldn't know, because you didn't see the first two. I actually think he's pretty bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would think, oh, man, that's sad. But the first two, he's great. He's great. He's just like this Australian bloke. He's just a, he's just a bloke, you yeah. know? Yeah, he's mate. just a real bloke. And then, um, you know, some city slicker mm. coming in with their lingo, and he's like, huh. Just want a beer, you know? <laughs> Just want to go into the outback and yeah. eat some bush tucker. Uh, some bush tucker. <laughs> yeah, some bush tucker. Yeah, except uh, he, would, he wouldn't actually eat the bush tucker. That was just for her. He pulls out a can of beans and he goes, ah, taste oh, shit, beans. though. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Yeah, I've seen that scene. I remember bits and pieces from that first movie. Ah, it's a good time. You can kind of tell that this movie isn't written by Australians. Yeah, it's almost like it was written by, like, Hollywood, about Hollywood and Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood. I'm surprised it didn't win an Oscar, being about Hollywood. (laughs) Yeah, there was a... Yeah, this is... It felt a lot more corporate. Oh, yeah. Somehow, than the the first two, which kind of... It was kind of like that background hum of corporate. We're making this to make money, nothing else. Yep. That sort of thing. Yep. And uh, it's a real shame, because I like the actors. I like the first couple of movies. I think they're quite good. And I think it's a shame they somehow got dragged. Why did they make a a third one 13 years later? I don't... I've got a feeling that this was actually shot in the 90s, because nothing in this movie feels, oh, wait, there's a Mac at one point. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, but also that the actors are 13 years older, Sandro. It is so jarring going from the second one to the third one. Because, like, Paul Hogan doesn't have lines on his face. I don't know. It kind of felt like he did have to put the lines there so he could remember them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Comedy podcast. <laughs> I would have to uh, re-remember some of those lines because, yeah, they were uh, not exactly memorable. But that's why I wrote some of them down. I think I wrote a couple down as well. Uh, so the, the rest of the cast, Linda Kalowski is Sue. She's in all three of the movies. This is actually her last ever screen performance. She gave it all up after this one. I can see why. Oof. Uh, Jonathan Banks is in this as Milo's, uh, the Russian guy? Oh, yeah. He's from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and Airplane and Beverly Hills Cop and stuff. And I was just just laughing that he was in this. It's the same as, like, Ron Bellman being in the last Police Academy movie. I'm like, what? What? What What is this? Yeah. Ada Turturro, uh, who is one of the Sopranos, also shows up for a bit. Can't remember where. I think she might be the bar owner at the start of the movie. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think she was in the first couple of movies. Okay. As the bar lady. So I think she got a career boost from the first two and then got dragged into the third one. Yeah, it doesn't look like she was in the first two. Anyway. Anyway, who cares, really? Uh, the reception, 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score is not much better at 25. 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. But if we really want to get a sense for what audiences thought at the time, there's only one place to go to. And that is Cinema score oh where they get ratings from people just after they've seen the movie uh they gave the film a b minus now the other two crocodile dundee movies both got a b plus right yes both equally got a b plus yes still a little bit lower lot more positive than 
You would think. Oh, yeah. Especially considering the negative scores it's gotten now. Yeah. On top of that, though, in terms of the Rotten Tomatoes scores, to compare it to the rest of the series, the first one's got 86%. Real positive. Mm. Real positive. Second one's got 9%. Yeah. Anyway, no idea how much this cost. I don't know. Probably 10 mil? 10 to 15 mil. It's not too fancy or expensive. Yeah, well... (laughs) With all that Wendy's money coming in, you know. (laughs) Wendy's Pepsi as well. I noticed quite a lot of Pepsi products. So you're not sure how much it cost. I would say probably 10 to 15. Um, What do you think it made worldwide? Well, it's a shameless cash grab, so... 15. Uh, wow, okay, you actually undershot that, I'm surprised. Usually you overshot. Uh, no, this made worldwide $39.4 million. 39! Oh my god! (laughs) We live in an unjust world where this makes $39.4 million, and Josie Mm. and the Pussycats... Barely, mm. b- it, it bombs. It bombs. Yeah, that uh, that that is a shame, though. Unjust. Because yeah, the, Josie and the Pussycats was way better than this one. So much better. Uh, one tagline. Oh, you got a tagline. All right. He heard there was wildlife in L.A. He didn't know how wild. Boo. <laughs> Very awkwardly written. I hate that so Boo. much. <laughs> He doesn't really deal with much wildlife. He deals with a lot of tamed life. Yeah, I want to see Paul Hogan actually go up against some real wildlife. <laughs> well, uh, Sandro, you can go check out the first two movies, and he does. He, he real takes on a crocodile or two. Oh, blimey. All right, let's get into the plot of this movie. There's, there's not much here, but anyway. Uh, well, I've got some interesting points from the perspective of watching the first two movies, that's for sure. Yeah, that, 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 that'll add any interest to this. I'll, I, I, I have some long rants in my notes that I have to concise for this podcast. Uh, alright, so it opens, there's a massive crocodile in the town of, what's it called? I don't know. What's this small town called? It never mattered to me. <laughs> I watched all three movies and I'd never figured out what the name of the town was. <laughs> Didn't care. It's this tiny outback town. Where even is the, this set? Is this set in like Northern Territory? Is it up near Broken Hill? I think it's near Central Australia. Um, yeah, so... I'm pretty sure they um, they mention where it is several times in the first one, but I don't remember. I didn't care. I didn't write it down. Where is Crocodile Dundee set? Let's have a little... It just says the Outback crate. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Or maybe it was actually just vague. That makes sense, actually. A lot of a lot of the facts are super vague. Yeah, it doesn't say. It is... It was filmed uh, in a national park in the Northern Territory, right? So, yeah. Ah, Northern Territory. There you go. Central Australia. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Northern Territory. Town is called Walkabout Creek. Walkabout Creek, of course. How could I forget that? Oh, very easily. (laughs) (laughs) So, there's there's a massive crocker hanging out in Walkabout Creek. And Crocodile Dundee is going to take care of it. Yep. Except he, he doesn't. Yep. He paddles out, and the croc destroys his boat, so he jumps up into a tree, and then Jacko randomly appears, and then Jacko also gets up in the tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so immediately, I'm like, I know Crocodile Dundee's, he, he, he's comically 
choice with words. Like he doesn't. He's a man of few words. Yeah. But still, I think he would try and warn Jacko that there was a crocodile there. I don't know. It's pretty funny. You know, I don't know. I think Crocodile Dundee. He loves a prank. Yeah, you, so you laughed at the scene. He's a larrikin, you know what I mean? He's all about uh-huh. making jokes at other people's expense. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. No, but he would have been like, uh, yeah, look out for the crocodile, you know? Yeah. And Jacko goes, what? What crocodile? Then bang. Yeah, they have a jump scare with the crocodile. Yeah, they do. They're just casually talking and then this crocodile jumps out of the water. And they don't even try to catch the croc. They're just like, that's too big and then walk off. <laughs> You're, why do they leave? They're the worst crocodile hunters. They're just like, eh, well, it was too big. Uh, we give up. We're going to go to LA now. They give up. And um, they know that there are tourists there. Yeah. Like watching this creek. And they're like, ah, uh, we'll do it next week. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, so he's got a kid in this one. Yeah. The kid's Mikey? Or is the kid Mike? No, Mick. I think, I think he... Crocodile Dundee's Mick, right? Right, so he's Mick, and then the kid's Mikey. That's right, because yeah. that's important for a joke letter. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. You're saying it's important. That joke is garbage. It's not important. They're walking home through the bush. They come across a goanna, which is like a giant lizard. Oh, it's a big old lizzy boy. <laughs> but, the, but they don't find the goanna first. First, they have to locate its turd. Yeah, they track it down through goanna poo. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, now, now try and find the goanna. And then the kid goes to throw a stone at the goanna, but dad's like, oh, you shouldn't harm animals. Yep. Unless you intend to eat them. Unless you intend to eat them. And then the goanna does a comical gulp. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no. Because that's the first real, like, sound effect that we have during this movie. But, oh, my God. The sound effects made me cringe. Because they're not in the other two. Good. Because if they were, I'd probably never watch them. Yeah, yeah, no. It was really bad. As soon as that Goanna gulped, I knew I was in for one of these things. Because I have very... Like, I watched the first one on TV maybe, I don't know, 10 plus years ago. And, yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure they didn't make weird noises. Like, the animals weren't making, like gulps and stuff in that first one so, so yeah, good no, no 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 i'm glad that that's only in this movie yeah 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 they also come across a razorback oh razorback i was like yeah razorback. Razor, they call it a razorback this is the one thing that this movie improves upon the first two is it has a razorback so i could say razorback episode 84 something like that that's the episode where we review Razorback check out that episode <laughs> I think that episode is like a fever dream yeah it's mainly just us doing, doing accents <laughs> doing accents and going Razorback oh, wakey wakey hands off snakey wakey, I still remember that it's been oh, almost no. two years Wakey, wakey, hands off, snakey. Oh, no. So, Sue is not married to Crocodile Dundee. He hasn't proposed no. yet, but they've got a kid together, and that's just a plot point so they can have some semblance of storytelling in this movie. Yeah. With a beginning, middle, and end to, to, to that arc. So, her dad wants her to go to L.A. to work at the newspaper that's in L.A. Uh, and so, she's like, I'm going to go to L.A. And Dundee's like, I'm going to come with you. And our kid can decide whether or not he wants to live that city newspaper life, take over from your side of the family, or if he wants to be a croc hunter like me. 
say it seems very reasonable. Yeah. He's washing a trap in the the sink. Yeah. And it's not like, it's like a bear trap. Yeah, it's a bear trap. And then she's like, what are you doing with a bear trap? And he's like, oh, some idiot set it up and I took it away. Yeah, no, oh, no, no, no. Uh, the, the bear trap was to put outside of the bar because someone kept going into the bar and stealing... Davo's beer or something like oh, that. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was yeah, gonna yeah. put the bear trap outside of the bar to, to um to to maim the thief. Yeah, right. Yeah. So instead of maiming animals, because that would be cruel, he's instead maiming a human. Yeah, that's which fine. Is fine. Humans suck. That's true. Can't argue with that. But what about that that that, that dumb joke where he spots a huntsman? Uh, that that's what I was just about to say. This is something I could get angry yet, though. Yeah. It was a tarantula. Oh, it was a tarantula. Okay. It was a tarantula. Wait, hang which on is not a native to Australia. <laughs> Why is there a tarantula in Australia? I don't know. I thought maybe they were going to explain it as like maybe it's their pet, mm. and it had got out of their cage. Oh no. It was just a random ass tarantula because Australia has spiders. Yeah, we've got so many very dangerous spiders, like tarantulas, which are definitely yes. in Australia. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's really dumb. So it's literally just like the movie's like, here's a here's a tarantula, and he deals with it. I thought he was going to let it out, you know? He kills the tarantula. He doesn't eat it. No, he doesn't eat it. This goes against all his tendons. Yeah. He just murders a spider. I would have, I would have, even I, with my arachnophobia, would have been like, let's, let's put this puppy. Actually, no. I would have captured that one and then I don't know what to do with it because it's not a native species, right? Yeah, you would have been like, this is a bit weird. What's happening here? If I today found it, well, actually, I'd probably suspect it was like a neighbor's pet that had got out, right? Sure, but why would your neighbor import a tarantula to have as a pet? That's a bit weird. Just get rats at that point. That's that's my only explanation for why I found a tarantula in my backyard, <laughs> Sandro. If you could come up with a better solution as to why a tarantula's there, mm. aside from the writers deciding it's there, then, then you be my guest. I guess. How, how can the writers know the term Razorback, know about guanas, mm. but not know that tarantulas aren't native to Australia? Um, I think they didn't care. Oh, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they were like, eh, let's put a big old spider in, and they didn't care what species it was. Hi, everybody. My name's Jess. And my name's Ellen. And we're for Murder in the Land of Oz, an Australian true crime podcast. We've covered such notorious crimes as Alice and Baden-Clay, The Backpacker Murders, Anita Cobby, and Azaria Chamberlain, and many other crimes featured around Australia. You can find us on any podcaster app, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and, or any other place that you get your podcast from. You do you, doll. You just make the right choice for you. We are yeah, witty and charming, and we're a solid four out of five stars. According to Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. We hope you join us on our trip around Australia. Bye. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. So they go to LA. They fly. <laughs> they fly on a Qantas flight, which I laughed at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wrote down. I wrote down something. Uh, uh, sponsored by Qantas. Hey, at least we're not Jetstar. <laughs> Oh, but Qantas back then, you know, it's 2001, they're at the height of their power. That is um, true, Qantas. Before it all came crashing down. I remember taking Qantas as a child, and it was a flight. Sure, I think I took Qantas once. Now I just go Jetstar, because it's cheap and good, mm. most of the time. 
Yeah. And they arrive in LA. I immediately noticed that Sue's accent was very weird because she talks in an Australian accent for the first Mm. 20 minutes of the movie. Does she? Then for the rest of the movie, when she's here in America, she talks with like an American accent. Huh. I didn't pick that up, but I probably should have. Oh, not much happens for a while. Oh, Dundee and Son are running along the beach. Mm. Oh, no. The kid makes a Baywatch reference, which is like the TV show Baywatch ended in 2001. Yes. So that they really got that reference in at the perfect time. The kid's like, oh, look at all these ladies, all the, all the lifeguards. They look like the people on Baywatch who run like this. And all the guys in the pub go, whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, why is this kid at the pub? (laughs) (laughs) It's Australia. I mean... I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's practically a daycare. And then this random lady runs up and almost trips over, and Dundee helps her. What a weird fucking scene. She's like, wow, look at you with your kid. That kid would make a good friend to my daughter. Yeah. Are you married, Dundee? And he's like, no, I'm not. And she's like, oh my, this is too good to be true. What's the catch? Are you gay? And and Dundee's like, oh yeah, I'm pretty happy. This is 2001 and they're still making Police Academy era jokes. Like, come on. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, it's it's a bad joke. Bad joke. But, like, in the original movies, that was a thing. He didn't understand the lingo. Right. Uh, she rides off and they're like, well, she has a nice ass, though. And I was like, no! I, I think the kid says it, right? The kid says it. Yeah! And then Dundee's like, you gotta stop hanging out at the pub, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah! Which was actually not a bad joke. Yeah, that was funny. They cause a traffic jam on the highway because they almost run over a skunk, and then they got to go save the skunk, but then the other people in the traffic jam are like, they've got mm. a bomb, and then the police show up, and I hated that whole sequence. I was like, this is just, just get to the plot, because this is the thing. There's no plot yet. Yeah. We're half an hour into the movie, and there's no plot. No. And I'm just bored. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot the whole first three quarters of this movie has zero plot whatsoever. So I was boring. like, oh, yeah. What they cause a mass like, <sighs> like traffic jam just because of the stupid skunk, and they have this whole gag where someone mishears and they someone says it's a bomb, and then they everyone thinks it's a bomb, but it's actually just a skunk. Yep. Um, it's important because the newscaster will recognize him as the skunk guy later on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I think this is when the plot starts getting introduced, actually, is just after the skunk is in it. Because Sue is... Because the previous editor of the newspaper was looking into this movie company who keeps making really bad movies that don't make money, except they keep making them with higher budgets. Mm. And so the editor was like, something fishy's going on here. They go to a media event for this movie studio. Yeah. This fancy, this fancy dinner. She brings Dundee along with her for some reason. Terrible decision on her part. And um, he talks to some random guy, and the guy's like, you know, everyone here in LA, they're they're they're, they're counting calories and and they're only drinking vodka because they 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 don't want to, you know. Uh, put put on any weight or whatever and get unhealthy. Me, <laughs> I eat and drink whatever I want and then flush it out with coffee. Yeah, a good coffee enema cleans you right up. Uh, he, he finishes that sentence by going, bottoms up. 
and <laughs> drinking his glass. At that point, I laughed. You laughed because, at that, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was deliberate because he's just bottoms up, but <laughs> it's just... It's just bottoms up after talking about enemas, and I thought that was funny. Oh. I don't even know if that was a joke they intended, but it was funny to me. Oh, and apparently as well, they used the sugar and milk in it as well. So if you're, like, lactose intolerant... Wait, were co- are coffee enemas a thing? I mean, I can look it up. No, what? Oh, did they say that in the movie? Yeah, no, it's real. <laughs> oh, God. It's real. It says- Awful. First off, you get so much caffeine. But if you're adding sugar to that, that sounds terrible. Why? Why add sugar? It's not like you're going to taste the bloody thing. I liked uh, when he was schmoovin' around the place and he talks to, like, a guy. And he's like, oh, have you seen these these movies? And he's like, nope. And he's like, oh, thank goodness, they're terrible. They're garbage. Like, he said, oh, yeah, he says, the only thing worse than Lethal, again, one, is two. And I was like, haha, this movie is making fun of sequels. <laughs> when it <laughs> itself is an egregious <laughs> sequel. I love it when they do that. I love it when movies make fun of other movies when they are objectively garbage. Yeah, it's usually quite bad. Unless you scream. In which case, you can do it. But in any other movie, don't you dare. Well, well, stream, Scream is a good movie, though. That's the whole point. Some of them. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are good. Okay, well, yeah, it depends which Scream you're talking about. But the whole point of those movies is that they're, like, parodies, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That they're making fun of other movies. That's their entire thing is that that's the whole point whereas this is actually trying to be a movie yeah yeah this is a throwaway joke oh 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 and something you wouldn't have picked up you wouldn't have picked up at all on this but i picked up because it makes no fucking sense oh no he grabs someone else's cigar and snuffs it out yeah someone at the party and and he's like you'll thank me for, for this later yeah what, what did you think of that i was like that poor lady smoking a cigar yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, in the other two movies, he's a fervent smoker. He smokes throughout the other two movies. But not just that, not just that. Like, in the first movie, I think it's the first movie, someone else grabs his cigar, takes a puff on it, and is like, that's good shit, and gives it back. And then he stabs him. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> then he's like, oh, gross. Like, so he, he's, he's already experienced that, like, grabbing things. But the whole point is that he, like, was miffed that someone would do that to him. Like, he's a fervent smoker in the first two movies, but he doesn't smoke at all during this movie. <laughs> like, obviously, but, like, they don't explain it at all. I... But they, but they have the scene, like, just cut out smoking entirely. Why do you have the scene where he grabs a cigar... And then snuffs it out, like... Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, someone came up with a joke and they just put all the jokes in. He's, he's like, awfully polite. Yeah. That's that's the whole point of the first two, is, like, sometimes he's just very polite. Whereas that was just rude and as a throwaway joke, but it ruins the whole continuity. <laughs> it's like, why does he do that? If they maybe explained he gave up smoking or something, it would make sense. I mean, I guess that's probably what happened, yeah. Clearly he'd have to, because he'd smoked throughout all the other two movies. That was a big thing, you know? Yeah. He gets into a hotel and immediately starts smoking, you know? He's, yeah. 
Anyway. Anyway, uh, random scene with Mike Tyson. He's in this movie. Famous sportsman, oh, right. Mike Tyson, who, to quote the film, is built like a brick dunny. <laughs> yep. It's yep. pretty funny. The only reason they got Mike Tyson is to make the joke, Hi, Mike, I'm Mickey, Mikey's dad. Yeah, and he's like, oh, Mickey, Mikey, Mike, oh, that's that's real funny. you got to be joking. What a terrible cameo. Mike, Just Mike Tyson. an awful cameo. Oh, it is funny because they, they say he's hell, hell, hell of a nice guy. You know, he 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 wouldn't hurt a fly, you know? Mm, mm, mm. It's fine because it's Mike Tyson, even though they repeatedly reference and talk about wrestling. Yeah. So they don't know what reference is, just not boxing, I guess. Yeah. Because the kid says, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah, they keep referencing. Yeah, true. Yeah. Sue goes to Paramount Pictures to talk to the studio head. And he says something about they're splitting the production between America and Yugoslavia because this film has to have a crime plot. Yeah. I I, I hate it. Yeah. Did Paramount fund this movie? Is it a Paramount movie? Let me check. I think it is. Even though they make fun of Paramount and say that they wish that they went to Universal. Yeah, that's what I was going to point out. They said they make a joke. It's like, should have gone to Universal. Yeah, it's a Paramount movie. Yeah. And I, I thought that was funny. I thought that was genuinely funny because they're making fun of themselves. Anyway, the kid is in school, sees a rat, knocks the rat out. All the kids in the school are like, ah, you knocked out a rat. And the teacher's like, oh, you knocked out a rat. Who's your daddy, little kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that creepy teacher. But then she's like, actually, I don't want your dad. I want Jacko. Yes, because at this point, this is when I wrote down, oh, the whole reason Jacko exists is to be a younger, more desirable Dundee so they can have these horny ladies go after him instead. Yeah, pretty much. Because it will less creep out the audience. Because literally Jacko has a bite on his leg in the exact same spot as Dundee, which was the cru- one of the crucial plot points of the first movie, was that he was bit on that leg. But, like, Jacko doesn't exist for two movies. Like, it's dumb. It's very stupid. My next notes are, wow, it's 2001 and we're still making these jokes. Because joke number one, they make a joke about drive throughs <laughs> In 2001! <laughs> well, like... Uh... They're still reasonably recent, but it's more like the whole... The the whole point is, in Australia, you don't get many drive throughs especially around 2001. No, that's not true. McDonald's had heaps of drive throughs Yeah, it's yeah. It's bad. It's bad. It's dumb joke. I the whole it. The whole point was that they didn't... They were... They, they didn't get drive throughs in the middle of the Outback and batshit middle of nowhere. Yeah, but I'm not from the Outback and they made this dumb joke and I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, but the whole point is that they make a big deal of drive-thrus and we're like, haha, we we can go to a drive-thru every day. This is so silly. And then they have the whole thing where they're like, ho, 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 we have six people in the car. Ho, 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 let's get six orders. But there's just two of them. And they feel like they're cheating the system. I don't think my face has ever been straighter. <laughs> uh, they also make the joke. That Police Academy even gave up. Oh, which no. is Dundee and Jacko w- walking around the street 
They walk into a random bar, or turns out it's a gay bar, and then oh, they walk no. out, and they're like, "Oh, stone the bloody crows, mate!" Oh no! They make <laughs> that joke. Out of all of the jokes, they make oh. it's two thousand and one. Police Academy stopped doing that joke before the first Crocodile Dundee movie. Yeah, no, it's it's bad because they it's a it's a cowboy themed bar. And so cow- uh, cowboys getting free, but they're Australian blokes, so they're just dressed up. They kind of look like cowboys, so they're let in free as well. Uh, there's a bunch of other dumb like comedy moments, but let's just move on with the plot because the, yeah, yeah. they realize. Uh, oh, the, mu- the mugging scene's pretty good. Nah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it? It's fine. I don't care. I mean, yeah, it was funny because they jumped on the car. <laughs> I was like, why would you do that? But yeah. Yeah, they jump on the top of the car to squash the people that are trying to rob him. Anyway, Dundee gets a job at a, a, as an extra at a film studio, but then he works his way up when there's a monkey on set that doesn't know what to do, and he, mm. and, and he helps the monkey know what to do. And, and that was one hell of a cute monkey. Yeah. And I smiled when the monkey was being cute. I was like, no, look at that cute monkey being forced against his will to do a movie. <laughs> Yeah, I liked um, when they're talking about Paul, good old Dundee, they say, oh, hell of a nice guy, can't act for shit, will probably end up with his own sitcom. (laughs) That's funny. And I was like, ha 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 ha. But anyway, he finds out what's actually happening. They are transporting stuff from Yugoslavia to America, and uh, what are they transporting? It's not drugs, it's paintings. They first think it's drugs, or at least Dundee does. And he's like, oh, they can mould heroin into anything. They're moulding it into the picture frame. Into the picture frame, yeah. I, I laughed because I wrote down, like, what the fuck is this plot where they have picture frame drugs? And then it's like, oh, that's not the plot at all. So that was the second time I laughed at this movie. Was okay. I, they did a fake out with the plot there, and I was like, what the fuck is this plot where they have drug picture frames? Yeah, no. It seems so inefficient. And then the movie's like, no. And I was like, ah, oh, right. Turns out what happened is uh, there was a place in Yugoslavia, a gallery with heaps of priceless artworks mm. that was destroyed. No, it was bombed. It was bombed. Yes. And the paintings were all destroyed, so the authorities think what actually happened is this group of people stole those paintings, made the place Mm, blow up, mm. and then are sending those paintings back to America to be a part of the sets so that they can, like, like, that's their sneaky way of getting around everything is saying that that these are for our movie sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just props. They they just say they're props. Yeah. And then their sneaky plan is because the uh in the movie that they're making, the good guy burns the place down. So what they're going to do is replace the paintings with fakes and then burn the fakes. Yes. And so then if anybody comes asking like, "Hey, were these the real paintings? They go, oh, we don't know. We burned them all down. Burned Just them. look at the movie. They burn in that movie. And that way they can get away scot-free. Boom, wham, bam. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you, Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee. Yeah! <laughs> That's right. So, in what... And then the final action sequence of the movie happens now, because the final action sequence is he tries to steal one of the paintings and then has to run away from a bunch of goons. And, like, in a normal movie... This is 
the start of the third act yes is this he takes the paintings and then something i don't know that they go to the bad guys base with heaps of other cops and stuff and reinforcements and action scenes but no the final action scene in this movie is he's running away from a couple of goons through a bunch of of Paramount, like, movie sets. Yep. And it's bad. <laughs> what do you mean? Just... I loved it when they went into a car set. Yeah. And they turned on the fans, because you got to have the car being blown around like it's, it's running. And uh, then he throws various objects at the goon. Like, he tosses them into the fan and it blows into the goon, including... A giant, like, paper mache cow. Yeah. Uh, that when it hits the goon, it hits him ass first. And it makes a farting sound effect. This cow makes a fart noise. And this is where I wanted to end the movie. <laughs> I, I physically <laughs> wanted to just stop. I was so mad. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, first off. The cow can't make a farting noise. It's a paper mache cow. Unless there's a whoopee cushion inside of the cow, but that doesn't make any sense. It means the bad guy made a farting sound, but he was hit by the cow. That's kind of funny. (laughs) Which is dumb. No, I hate that. Second off, you used a fart sound effect. And it's like, oh God, it's... I hate fart sound effects now i just hate them every time it brings me straight out of the movie it's in the lion king as well and it pulls me right out and i'm like oh man this is the one if i was to remove anything from the lion king or this movie it would be the fart jokes yeah not great but unfortunately pumba is a fart joke that's his whole thing and it's just oh dear and then the chase ends in the jungle area obviously and Mm. he throws a knife at this goon, and just narrowly misses the crotch area by like I don't know a few in no like not like not even inches millimeters yeah. I guess yeah like real close mm. and the bad guy's like I think he missed I think he missed yep that's a joke this is a joke the thing is he threw away his weapon yeah because um like that that's Dundee's one weapon right he just kind of threw it away to threaten a guy's ball sack. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe he doesn't want to murder them, but that's fine. Because in the second movie, he throws his dagger, like, hilt first to knock a guy out with the hilt. Because he's really good at throwing things. Yeah, yeah. As we can see here. It's dumb. It's really bad. But don't worry, he's got a different weapon. He's got a different weapon. Because the bad guys rock up and they've got Sue and Jacko captive. They captured them off screen. Stuff was cut to make this movie only 90 minutes. Stuff was cut. Thank goodness. So that this movie could just be 90 minutes long. The second movie was an hour and 50 minutes. And that dragged. Hour and 50? Oh my goodness. An hour and 50 minutes for the second movie. Yeah, this one's thankfully quite short. Uh, and yeah, the goons have captured Sue and Jacko, but uh-oh, he, Dundee's let, let the lions out. Ah, the lions! They're gonna eat us! Better get into the cage, everyone, to protect you from the lions. The cage. Because Dundee's using his psychic powers on one of the lions, but he can't do it on the other two. You can't control the misses. All the step misses. <laughs> yep. And then the other lionesses show up and it's like, oh no, better get in, better get in the cage. I was completely expecting that Russian guy to get eaten. 
Like, I was like, Dundee is ruthless right now. He's like, you threatened my wife. Yeah. Or I'm gonna make, let that lion eat your butt. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. They knock out all the bad guys, and Dundee proposes to Sue, Mm. so that they could have some sort of ending. Yep. To for any of the arcs. Yep. Is 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 he proposes? We then go back to Australia, cut to the wedding, and (laughs) the guy's like, "So what a wedding? Do you accept this larrikin as your wedded husband?" And she's like, "I do." Do you accept Sue as your wife? And Dundee's like, "Yeah, no worries." And then the priest's like. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not how it works. You've got to say, I do. Oh, the teacher uh, is now with Jacko in Australia. Yeah. Of course. Of course. And they, I liked when they threw away the wedding bouquet and the giant fucking crocodile in the lake catches it. Because that means that the crocodile's the next one to get married. Aww. Isn't that sweet? Except Jacko and Dundee put, take off their jackets to go catch it now. Why didn't they do that at the start of the movie? And then uh, Dundee asks the kid, he's like, well, what do you think? You, you're going to be a crocodile hunter or are you going to be a newspaper tycoon? And the kid's like, well, Dad, oh, I'm going to be a croc hunter and a newspaper tycoon. And then he changes his last name to Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> that kid, we haven't talked about that kid's acting. It was not very good. But also, no. he got along really well with with Paul Hogan, I think. They had good yeah, chemistry. Yeah, they, 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 they did actually have good chemistry. Good on them. I liked it because Paul Hogan's like, oh, I didn't raise no idiots. I didn't know. What did he say? I didn't raise no dunce or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Which is good. Oh, and of course it ends with the Land Down Under song by, by Men at Work. Yeah. Because of course it does. Which is definitely the best part of the movie. I am sick of that song, actually. Oh, I love that song. I'm sorry. It's I love every it. single, like, oh, make fun of Australia. Every single thing plays that. I'm like, come on, play, like, I don't know, Heaps Good by Muffin Plutonic. That song's hilariously Australian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like. I like Men Down Under. It's a good song, at least. Yeah, that's true. Ding, ding, That's the movie. Did you have anything else to add? Uh, I just want to be done with this. Do you have anything else to add with this movie? (laughs) Uh, No. I think that's the end of my notes. Look, uh, I'll say, as someone who watched the first two, I definitely think this is more bearable. Because this had a lot of... This was more like a nostalgia... This was like half a nostalgia movie. Yeah. Like, they just made it for the people who remember the first two movies. Yeah. So if you you don't even have that, then this is just a terrible comedy movie. <laughs> and that would have been painful to watch. It, it, it wasn't painful. This is boring. I think it was painful when I watched it, you know. I was like, oh. No, actually, no. It hurt me more because I saw these, you know, actors in the previous one. I'm like, I feel bad for them because yeah. they had to be part of this movie, you know. Anyway, uh, I'm giving this... I, th- I think I'm just giving this an oldie. I don't think it needs an award or anything. It's just nah, an oldie. It's, it's just nothing. It's just an oldie. Just like the actors in this movie. Bit too old. <laughs> Bit too oldie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Gollum has an unhealthy obsession about some bit of jewelry. Doesn't even know this is what the precious is. Stupid therapist. Cookie Monster's a bit of a stress eater. Cookie, cookie, cookie! And homicidal robots really just want their best friend back. I know I did and said things that she regrets, but why is that my problem? But what all these monsters really need is therapy. The podcast Therapy for Monsters finally puts monsters in a therapy chair with a real therapist. Me. Tim, your friendly neighborhood therapist. If you'd like to learn a bit and laugh a bit, check out Therapy for Monsters on your favorite podcast app. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Well, you say that, Zach, that the actors in this movie were old, but would you believe that there's a fourth movie? Is there? There's not. No. Oh, thank God. In 2020, though, you could be tricked into thinking that there is a fourth movie. Because huh? in 2020... Uh, released straight to Amazon Prime because of the pandemic, there was a film called The Very Excellent Mr. Dundee. Except it's not about Crocodile Dundee. It's like Paul Hogan playing himself. Whoa, okay. And he's coming out of retirement to get knighted or something. Anyway, it's not very good. Um, Oh, that's a shame. But yeah, there is kind of a fourth movie-ish, except it's not about Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, yeah, no, it's more a play on Paul Hogan's... Career. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's a shame. I would have liked that one to be good at least, you know. Yeah. I, I think there's like some Monty Python people are in that or something. Uh, I have to check it out at some point. But because there aren't any proper sequels, we of course have to make our own sequel. The only way we know how, by crossing it over with another movie we've watched on the podcast. Mm, yeah, and I feel like the thing is, Crocodile Dundee, if it weren't for this terrible movie Mm. would have been a perfect target for a crossover because it's literally just like whatever movie you have just put crocodile dundee in it easy peasy yeah but we're gonna see just how easy that is though because i've got a random number generator it's gonna generate a number and the number that we generate on the episode uh that has that number crossover between that movie on that episode and crocodile dundee uh, three, I guess, but just the franchise slash character in general. All right, Sandro, spin that wheel. Hey, spot it. 18. Wow, we're going Eight- Whoa. far back. Whoa, that's, that's far back. Oh, we've gotten 18 before. Have we? It's three ninjas again. <laughs> oh, it's three ninjas. You sure it wasn't a different three ninjas? No, well, because we did all three three ninjas movies in episode 18, and then we did, did the one with Hulk Hogan on the episode of Breakin'. Oh. Uh, Let's roll it again, because we've already gotten three ninjas mm. that crossed over with a slasher. Although that one would be pretty great to have, what is it, Dundee teaching combat with 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 the ninjas, you know? All right, I've done, I've done it again. Uh, 78. 78? Ooh, 78. Okay. Let's see what 78 is. Uh, 78 is Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> yeah! The sequel to Conan the Barbarian, starring Arnie. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Well, this is definitely the crossover. Arnie and Paul Ho... I... Yeah. Ooh, that's not a bad mashup, actually. No, it's not at all. So, it's set in modern times. Okay. Right, and we see uh, we we see Paul Hogan. He's uh, he's on the old uh, 
I don't know what the Australian slang is for a phone. Uh, the old shit talker. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Twitter. That's Twitter you're thinking oh, yeah. of. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's on the old uh, caller upper um, talking with his wife. And she's like, oh, you enjoy your holiday back out in the outback. And he's like, oh, I will. Oh, I will. And so he's he's in the outback. Just going around, you know, just exploring. Uh, when he finds a cave that he's never found This before. is exactly where I was going to go with this Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. He finds a cave <laughs> with yeah. strange oh, carvings. cave. And he's like, what's in this bloody cave, mate? And then he walks into the cave. Yeah, yeah. So he's got these paintings and stuff. Yeah, yeah? there's paintings on the wall of the cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they depict a large individual wielding a, a sword. How about this? He walks into the cave, like mm-hmm. deeper into the cave. Yeah. And there's like this crystal in the middle of the cave. Oh, no. And the, there's a man inside the thing. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. And he's like, what's this? And then he's like playing around with it. Maybe he's got like a didgeridoo and he goes and that wakes up the crystal and who's in the crystal why it's none other than conan himself he was in he was trapped in a crystal and now he's gonna get home he's gonna travel back Mm. in time to his own times because it turns out this land is the same land that in crocodile uh that's in conan the barbarian i don't like thousands of years in the future no i don't like that idea because um there were only white people in Conan. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Uh, well, maybe they he was actually transported here to keep him uh, uh, away from everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they got to do that. Uh, there's an evil wizard. Yes. Oh, yes. They got to go up against an evil wizard. Oh, and the evil wizard uses crocodiles as its servants and its whisperers. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the... He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the croc whisperer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, he sends, like, crocodiles after him, but Dundee's a better whisperer. Mm. So at one point, they have, like, a whisperer off where the, the wizard is trying to make the crocodile eat them, but Crocodile Dundee whispers him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's a scene as well where Crocodile Dundee, like, he gets out his big knife and Arnie's like... What is that tiny sword? That's not That's a sword. That's not a sword. This, this is, is a sword. Ah, uh, and, and and Paul Hogan also says, I'll be back at one point as well. They yeah, swap yeah, their yeah. taglines around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, um, they're, they're going after some sort of, like, time-travelling... Yeah. Um, let's say, boomerang. <laughs> time-travelling boomerang. Cause, cause you, cause it always comes back, right? <laughs> I hate like this. back to the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. It always comes back to the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they use the boomerang to um transport. <laughs> so, so uh, Arnold goes after the boomerang, but at one point, like the uh, the like wizard is gonna stop them, mm. and it's like you go after the boomerang. I'll I'll go get this crocodile whisperer, and it's like Arnold's. It's like, oh, are you sure? And it's like, don't worry, mate. I'll be back. I'll be back. (laughs) And then they get the boomerang, and the boomerang transports Arnie back to his own time. But, uh uh-oh, it also transports Paul Hogan back to his own time. Back in time. And then we get another movie where it's him and he's in Fantasyland. sequel to a crossover. Sequel to a crossover. We get a bunch of them. Oh, God. And they're all called 
Crocodile and Conan, mm. a land of magic. Oh, no. <laughs> no, magic and friendship. That's better. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Let's move on to the next Segamante. <laughs> it is time for b- 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 Rotten Reviews. Splat. It's the part of the show where I get the best reviews, and by best reviews, I mean audience reviews from the best website, Rotten Tomatoes. It's such a good site. Such a good site. It sounded like I was a stoner then for a second. Such a good site, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> this is the good site, man. This is good stuff. Yeah. All right. And um, we get the audience scores because, as everyone knows, the critics are just always wrong. They're wrong. Every point. They're all paid off by Paul Hogan. This week, I have grabbed good old five of the finest reviews I could grab but there's a sixth review dun, dun, dun. done by bum, bum, bum. and sandro has to not only guess the scores of each of the reviews i tell him but also guess which one of them i wrote i guess which one you made uh scores between 0.5 and 5 from memory but that y- yep we've done it every week so you should remember it we have Jake who says, like the shoes, this croc, brackets, of crap, is full of holes, hideously ugly, and better off never having been dreamt up at all. This croc, like the holes, is for that side, uh, that's, 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 a, that's a joke about crocs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is sort of shoe. Uh, dumb. I don't know. One star. Ah, <laughs> uh, close. It's 1.5. Close, close. Jessica says, Paul is good at what he does. Yeah. But the croc needs to just kill him already. <laughs> you know what would have been funnier, though? Yes, a croc <laughs> should kill him, but, like, the way that he should go out is, like, he goes swimming one time and just a shark. <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> Well, he does mention sharks in the first movie. Okay. Because Australia is also known for uh, having great whites and other things on its shores. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was mentioned, uh, but never mentioned again, unfortunately. I'm going to say that's probably a two. Close again, but it's three out of five. Three out of five. Ah, all right. All right. <laughs> we had uh, L, who said, should be subtitled, Flogging a Dead Horse. Oh. Crocodile Dundee flogging a dead horse, mate. Uh, I do like some dead horse from now on. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Yummy. I don't know. Ah, these are negative. One star. Ooh, uh, again, close. It's two out of five. This is the two out of five one. Don't worry. You you might be uh, uh, agreeing with Daniel. These last three reviews are rippers. We have Daniel, who says, you know it's going to be rubbish, but you watch it anyway. Mm. Why? I think that one might be you, because you chose it, and why? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that's probably one. I don't think any of these are 0.5. I'm going to guess one. This is (laughs) 0.5! Don't worry, maybe you'll get Robert, who says, what a crock of shit. That's a pretty good review. Yeah. That better be 0.5. Ah, uh, it's two out of five. Ah, I can't get the level of how bad it is. <laughs> it's, uh. oh, well, you should be able to finish off with this last one, all right? You should, because Katharina says, Aldi 
Oh. But a goodie. <laughs> right up there with Romancing the Stone. Ah, Romancing the Stone is way better than this. Way better, way better. And uh, it, doesn't it star the um, villain as the good guy in Romancing the Stone? Uh, I don't think so. No, no, okay. Just they look similar. Romancing the Stone, though, good movie. Uh, oldie but a goodie. I'll say maybe 3.5. 3.5. Oh, you were so close. So close. It was four out of five. I didn't get any of those. Oh. And the thing is, now if I guess which one your one is, I'm going to get a negative point. Oh, no. This could be the first time you got a negative point. I didn't even think of this situation when I came up with the fact that you could get negative points. Uh, I'm going to say your one is that one where it's like, you know it's going to be bad, but we watch it anyway. Why? But th- that's your one. Well, I regret to inform Sandra that that's not my one at all. Negative. I've gotten that's a negative <laughs> point. God You've damn it. gotten a negative point. Hey, you could try and redeem yourself and get it on the second. I'll allow you to get that a second. crock of shit. That's your one. Yeah! Hey! All right, you're still on zero. You, you managed to redeem yourself. Yay! Woo. Not this time, negative point. Not this week. Yeah, woo! All right, that's the episode. Uh, thanks for listening, <laughs> as always. If you enjoyed this, good work. Uh, don't watch the movie, though. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't watch the movie. Watch the first two. Yeah. I mean, maybe not the second one. A uh, lot of people hate that one. I thought it was fine. Mm. Certainly a lot better than this one somehow. Uh, if you like the show, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at oldiebuddygoodypod. We're on Facebook, same at, mm. same address. We are also on patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod. Get that bonus episode of Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which is out on Wednesday. There's a huge back catalogue there as well. Uh, all the Police Academy movies uh, that we haven't covered on the main show are over there as well. Mm. A lot of fun. Uh, all that all that stuff. Uh, we've got personal stuff. We've both got letterbox accounts now because you made one. That was pretty funny mm. um, that you made that. Oh, yeah. Let me put up my letterbox review of this movie. And you can also rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That really helps get the show out in front of more people. MX reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, nice. Said, super unique film pod, a must for cinema fans, gave us a five-star review. Just something simple like that helps get the show out in front of brand new people who might want to check us out. So we really appreciate everyone who does that. Uh, Massive thanks as well to Josh Cake, who came up with our theme song. It's great. Let's get a little theme. We play it at the start. If you like that, go check them out. And also all the shows on the That's Not Canon uh, network that we are, of course, a part of. Uh, big thanks to them as well for everything that they, that they do over at That's Not Canon.com. Now it's time to do what we usually do at the end of the episode. Make a mistake. <laughs> it's time <laughs> to make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Like we did last week. <laughs> Yay. Woo. We have Driven. Uh, which features uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, which is good in other movies. Uh, is a retired racing car driver who decides to help a young driver win the championship. That's just Creed. Yes. The Forsaken. A film trailer editor travels across the Arizona desert and comes across a vampire cult. Oh, I do love vampires and I also love cults. I love them. I want to join them. Mm. Let me join your cult. <laughs> what? Uh, um, <laughs> weird. 
<laughs> interesting. Uh, if you have a cult on hand, uh, call up Sandro. He's interested. I'll join it. No questions <laughs> asked. <laughs> what do you mean, no questions asked? <laughs> not even, not even one. No. Well, the only question will be, can I join? <laughs> and then that's I'm true. in. That's I'm true. I'm in your cult, mate. No. I'm in your cult. I feel like that's a dangerous <laughs> thing to go saying. Anyway. Uh, we have the Golden Bowl, yeah, uh, which is a period drama mm. about a dad and a daughter who uh, get married to two different people uh, who turn out to also be in a secret relationship with each other. That's uncomfortable. Yes. So the dad gets married with the mum, and the daughter gets married with the the their now son-in-law, but the son-in-law and the mum. Uh, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to watch that, actually. One night at McCool's. That's a weird name. At McCool's? Nah, McCool's a McCool name. Liv Tyler uh, kills her boyfriend. Good on her. And then goes to live <laughs> in the dirt. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Andre. Goes on to live with the bartender who falls in love with her, as does his cousin... And the detectives investigating her case. Wait, so she oh. killed her boyfriend and then everyone falls in love with her? Yep. Cool! Oh, I'll join your cult, Liv Tyler. No! Sandro, no! Town and country. Uh, it's one of the biggest box office flops of all time. Oh, that's, that's high praise. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, it's not praise, is it? <laughs> no. It's about two couples reuniting and funny stuff happening, um, and that's 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 about it. I hate most of these options. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all terrible. See, I'm like, obviously, I'm a big fan of horror movies, particularly bad ones, and The Forsaken yeah. sounds quite terrible. So I am mm, always kind of leaning cult. towards we've, that. We've done a few vampire movies. So we, yeah, cool. but that's the thing. We, we've done a lot of vampire movies, particularly last year. One thing we didn't do much of last year was Sylvester Stallone movies. Yes, we haven't done Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Do I pick Sylvester Stallone as a... Ra- also, like, racing car driving, I can't imagine Stallone as a car driver. I, all I can think of is, like, Speed Racer, and I'm imagining <laughs> Sylvester Stallone as the Speed Racer for some reason. Uh, yeah, we'll do Driven. We'll do Driven. Oh, we'll do Driven. I thought I thought you might have considered uh, Town and Country. Let's wrap it up with the best quote from Crocodile Dundee. Oh, we're up Shit's Creek without a crocodile. Is that something they say? <laughs> I don't remember that one. My favourite quote is, is, that, is at the very start, these British tourists walk into a pub and one of them orders a gin and tonic. Uh, but the bar person just gives them, like, a pint of very average-looking beer. Yeah. The British guy's like, Oh, but I asked for a gin and tonic. And the person mm. at the bar's like, Oh, yeah, well, there's no harm in asking, is there? Yeah, yeah. So that that was, like, Thud or whatever he's taught or whatever his uh, fucking name was. Okay. And he's he was a big goon. The whole thing was he was really big in the other movies. In this, uh, he's just, like, an extra. Uh, Again, which is uh, unfortunate. What's your favourite quote? Oh, yes, I could go for a good coffee and <laughs> Anyway, bottoms up. <laughs> Cow fart. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, sound effects. Hell of a nice guy. Can't act for shit. Will probably end up with his own sitcom. 